This is the Jerry Callahan Show. Friday, September 1st, and it's cold out here in New England. Feels like November already, and uh, I think I have a theme for today's show. I think it's pretty simple. The world has gone mad. The world has gone insane. We have our uh, stories, generally. Ironhead and I go over them before we uh, start recording. Uh, Ironhead spends a good, what, three or four minutes on show prep, Mm -hmm. and we have a bunch of stories today, and each and every one of them is crazier than the last the whole the whole pile here is just one example of uh, after another of how insane this world has gone where do you want to begin ironhead how about we begin in uh, indiana it with the aclu and i have to confess somebody i know somebody close to me did something really really um disturbing one time really bothered me they donated to the aclu and i said you what do you understand what the ACLU is? The, the problem is people see the name, the number, the, the letters. They say, oh, civil, civil liberties. That's a good group. Let's uh, help out the ACLU. I mean, you might as well give your money to Antifa. You might as well burn it. This is just a radical anti-American group who, that has gone off the rails in the last few years. There's, they do nothing to defend civil liberties or very little once in a while. They'll defend uh, someone like Turtle Boy, which is okay. But then they'll do a hundred other things like this. Right now, the ACLU is suing the state of Indiana. Would you care to know uh, why did the state of Indiana uh, suppress free speech? Did they stop somebody from legally protesting? Because that's what they used to do. They don't do that anymore. Here's what they do. Look at the guy on the screen if you're watching along with us on Locals. Uh, this fellow, <laughs> they're defending this guy, and uh, he looks bad. He is bad. His name is uh, Jonathan Richardson, but now he's changed it. Now he wants to be known as Autumn Cordellino, Cordellini. Autumn, that's his new name, wants to be a girl. Well, Autumn wants a sex change operation, and won't he make a lovely woman? <laughs> won't that? Won't <laughs> Autumn be an attractive lady? Autumn has his whole face tatted up and it doesn't even look like it's anything. It's just a bunch of lines and scribbles. I don't know if those are prison tats, but he's got a shaved head and his whole face is tatted up. That's, uh, that's, that's not the the problem here. Obviously he's a freak. He's scary. Autumn killed an 11 month old baby, an 11 month old baby girl. And after he was convicted, he said, yep, I killed the little effing bitch. That's who Autumn is. That's who Jonathan Richardson is. Well, he wants a sex change and he wants the government to pay for it. And what uh, the Indiana has a law, God bless them, against this. Uh, you're not, they're not going to pay for reassignment surgery for first degree murderers. Uh, the surgery costs up to a half a million dollars, a sex change surgery. He wants the surgery, and then he wants to be transferred to a woman's prison. I'm not sure he's thought this through. I mean, can't he just say I'm a woman and uh, get transferred to uh, a woman's prison with all his male parts intact? I, I think that would be the move, but uh, I don't think Autumn is thinking clearly. The ACLU is suing us on his behalf to force the state of Indiana to pay for a sex change operation for a man who strangled an 11-month-old baby, his stepdaughter, to death 
and then proudly admitted it. How is this, how is this a thing? How is there people in the office at the ACLU who say, yeah, here's a case. I mean, they must have lots of requests for people to, to help people to defend them. They have lawyers, you know, they have activists. How, how is it possible that someone in there said, here's a case we need to take on Jonathan Richardson who killed a baby. Let's pay for him to get uh, his uh, genitals removed so he can feel free. So he can be himself. So he can be a proud woman. <laughs> Hear him roar. Uh, it's just madness. The bill in Indiana was passed this summer. Supporters said it would save the state money. Gee, well, you think so? Senator Stacey Donato, a Republican, sponsored the plan to describe the treatment as unproven, irreversible, and life-altering. The ACLU stated that medical care related to transgender patients has been found by every reputable medical organization to be necessary and life-saving. So they want this surgery to save the life of this lovely uh, baby killer. Uh, That's what your ACLU is doing now. Um, That's, that's, that's where your money's going. If you give to the American civil liberties uh, union, that is just insane. And that's just one of the examples. Can can we do the, uh, throw up the tweet from libs of TikTok Cause this isn't nearly as disturbing. This isn't uh, about murder, a, a baby killer. This is an ad or so it appears a promotion from Boston children's hospital, Boston children's hospital, which is one of the leading purveyors of uh, uh, sexual of, of, of mutilation of children of drugging children, of permanently altering their bodies because they're confused. Throw the picture up there from Libs of TikTok. A doctor, he, he's got a patient. She's on his, she's on the, like the, the whatever, the bed, the, the bed in the, in the hospital room. She's, I don't know, two, three. And this doctor who's uh, uh, appears to be a guy in his fifties with gray hair is reaching out and touching her. She's touching him. It says Boston Children's Health Physicians, gender affirming and LBGTQ care. Can someone help me out with this? Why is this man touching this little girl, this cute little two or three year old girl? And why is she in the gender affirming clinic to begin with? And or the LBGTQ clinic? Why would a three year old child be in there? Again, we've talked about this many times. We talked about it with. Billboard Chris, our friend, when he was here protesting outside Boston Children's, this madness has been going on for years, and we're just now hearing about it. We're just now, and that's you know fault for that's shame on us. This is a real thing. This is this. There's the logo, Boston Children's Hospital, a prominent, renowned children's hospital, showing you a creepy old man touching a two or three year old girl and giving her gender affirming care. How, how did we get here? What is going on in the world? Why, why is this acceptable? Why isn't doesn't this outrage everybody that they that they're offering this so parents can take their confused children in to see this creep and he can tell them, oh, oh, it's a girl. She wants to be a boy. We know what we could do. We can hack the flesh off your forearm and make a little pretend penis. That's what they do. That is gender affirming care. And somehow. Somehow that's uh, a thing that Boston Children's is proud of, that they advertise it, that they promote it. Come to us. 
if your kid is confused about his or her sexual, we'll take care of it. We'll drug them. We'll operate on them. We'll make it all better, you know, so they won't kill themselves. God, this is a great issue. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again for the campaign. This is a great issue for whoever, Vivek, uh, Ron DeSantis, any of the Republicans, because this is a, this is split along party lines. This is what, you know, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, they think this is wonderful. Sure, it's a you know, life-affirming, gender-affirming care, life-saving care. Sure it is. Let's let's throw that, uh, float that balloon and see what the American public thinks. Uh, I just had to show you that uh, that ad from uh, Boston Chill. You got a little kid there, Ironhead. You got, how old is your youngest? Three? Three. Three. So it's about time. Yeah, <laughs> you took uh, your little three-year-old in for gender-affirming. Why not? She might uh, need. Uh, uh, she might kill herself if you don't. You should bring her in. But I hope not. With uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've only just begun on this uh, Friday morning to uh, to uh, address some of the insanity that's going on in the world. I want to get to the uh, the 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 piece in the New Republic, which. Solved the mystery. We were wondering why this hurricane hit Florida. We were like, wow, that's a pretty bad storm. That's causing some damage. Look at all the rain. Look at the water. We were wondering. Now we know, according to the New Republic uh, and MSNBC's Chris Hayes, it's because Ron DeSantis didn't accept $350 million in funds to fight climate change. He said, no, we're good. He did this two months ago, and they're saying, that's why Florida, that these people are just out of their minds. These are people who would, who would generally be considered pretty bright, smart, erudite. You know, Chris Hayes thinks he's, he thinks he's, uh, you know, Rachel Maddow, and he's an actor, but he thinks he's really smart. He's not. If you follow him on Twitter, he's a dummy. He believes the whole climate change thing and thinks that DeSantis is the reason they had a big storm because they never had big storms before DeSantis. Um, there, there's, there's, uh, Paul on the uh, comment line, by the way, it's Friday, send in your comments and questions. We will get to them before we're through here. He says he was just on Boston children's website. It's clear as day. It is sickening. Yes, it is. And hopefully in my lifetime, we bring an end to this madness at Boston children's. We're going to get to the, uh, to the proud boy who was convicted yesterday. He sent, I mean, a uh, sentence yesterday, the leader of the proud boys to 17 years for pushing a barricade on toward the police. They called that terrorism. You're not going to believe what the judge had to say, what the prosecutor had to say. The prosecutors wanted 33 years. <laughs> the judge, you know, split the baby, gave him 17 for what he did at the Capitol. Did he, did he kill anyone? No. Did he set any fires? Did he burn down a police station? No, that's, that's the other side. Those are the people who, who commit violence on, on, uh, uh, for for good reasons, you know, for for George Floyd or whatever, for social justice, they get slaps on the wrist. They get no jail time, if any. They get a little jail time, if any. Um, not the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys are going to rot in prison because they're scary and they like Trump. But I do, and I, I do want to get to this today because we missed this yesterday. It was it was a overdose awareness day, perhaps the most tone deaf tweet comment ever from Joe Biden. He tweeted out, you know, they wanted to uh, acknowledge Overdose Awareness Day and what a shame, what a scourge it is. The man who's causing it, 
causing many of these overdose because he opened the southern border because he does nothing about China. I want you to know he feels bad for all those people who are suffering and who are overdosing. And we have video from San Francisco. Lots of bad video, lots of video out there from San Francisco and many inner cities with the crime and the and the fentanyl zombies stumbling all around. This this just rattled me, man. I saw this video. We'll get to it. It's a it's a, a guy on the streets of San Francisco bringing you up close and personal to this to this scourge. The number of overdose deaths in one city is staggering, and Joe Biden has the arrogance. Hell, all the, you know, the open border Democrats have the arrogance to say, "Gee, maybe we should do something about that." You know, not we're not going to shut the southern border. We're not going to scold. We're not going to say a word to China, who produces the stuff, or. Uh, the drug cartels that bring it over the southern border. Nah, we're not going to do anything like that, but we're going to send thoughts and prayers. Actually, just thoughts. They're Democrats. They just send thoughts to the people who've lost their loved ones. And Riley Gaines, our friend Riley Gaines, she uh, she trolls Keith Oldman pretty good. I like this. This was good. Keith Oldman got ratioed like I've never seen him get ratioed because he called Riley Gaines a lousy, you suck at swimming, he said. You suck at swimming. Well, she takes a tour through her trophy room for Keith, a personal tour on video through her trophy room. And uh, Keith, Keith, sorry, you lost. Take the L on this one. Keith Oldman is just insane anyway. And uh, we have uh, some sound from Crazy Keith. We have some sound from Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is just, she's struggling, man. I'm, I'm starting to think they're going to have to bring in, you know, bring in the reliever out of the bullpen bring in uh, Admiral Kirby because she is just in so far over her head. Every day goes by. You and I look at these, these videos every day, Ironhead, and they're just so uncomfortable. I'm starting to feel sorry for her. She's so dumb. She's so just ill-informed. She is just embarrassing himself day in and day out. Usually people who do that job, they, they step into a, like a network gig, like, like Jen Psaki and they make millions on TV. She can't do that. She's, she won't be able to do that. I mean, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll throw her on some weekend show and hope she doesn't drown live on the air, but man, she is really, really bad at the job. But uh, that's, uh, that's just the few things we're going to get to on this day, on this Friday, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to try to have some, have some, it's Friday. We're going to try to have a good time. We'll take your questions and comments. We'll tell you how the world has gone completely insane in so many ways. We'll get to all that and lots more, but first. Excuse me. Hi, this is for you men over 40. Are you tired of having your sleep interrupted by multiple trips to the bathroom at night? Well, you're not alone. Over half of men over 40 experience age-related concerns with their prostate. Fortunately, prominent holistic medical doctor David Brownstein believes that aging prostate concerns do not need to be inevitable. That's why Dr. Brownstein developed Prostate Revive, a powerful dietary supplement containing a unique blend of 15 key ingredients to promote prostate health and help alleviate the annoying symptoms of an aging prostate. So, men, as part of the special promotion, now you can get your own 30-day supply of Prostate Revive with an advanced formula containing a beta-cytosterol, sol palmetto, and a total of 15 prostate helpers in two capsules. You simply cover the $4.95 shipping and handling charge to get your trial supply. After your trial bottle, you'll continue to receive Prostate Revive for less than a dollar a day. You can opt out or opt in at any time with no further 
obligation. So try Prostate Revive today at just $4.95. Act right now to get a bottle of Prostate Revive and our special report, A Doctor's Guide to a Healthy Prostate, as a special bonus gift. Order now at tryprostaterevive.com or call 800-400-7890. That's prostaterevive.com or call 800-400-7890. This product is not intended to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any disease. You know, I want to do this. Uh, I want to do this climate change. Well, you know, we talk about climate change every day because that's what, that's what, you know, the media does. That's what the president does. Everything's climate change. I, I want to do San Francisco first. I'm just going to say, I saw this tweet from this guy, JJ, and he's on the street in San Francisco showing you the carnage. Yesterday, he tweets out a video of these guys. I don't know what they are from the morgue carrying a body out here it is just carrying a body out of some building a 24 year old guy ods dies and i say man that's brutal this is on overdose awareness day um and that's brutal so i start looking up to see what it is it's a 24 year old guy apparently he had uh, had many many issues many obviously a, a history of drug use and finally uh, you know he lost the battle he gets carried out bodies covered up thrown into the I guess that's the coroner's whatever, the van. There's a collection in there already, too. What is it? There's a few bodies in there already, too. Oh, that's right. There's a few bodies. They're just packing the bodies into this man on overdose awareness day. And uh, so I started looking up, see who he is and everything. This was one day while this guy, JJ, uh, on Twitter, was on the street with his video camera, 18 overdose deaths in one day in one city and it was overdose i guess this is how they marked overdose awareness day in san francisco with 18 overdose deaths so i looked it up this year we're seven months eight months into uh, this year san francisco has had 473 overdose deaths this year from fentanyl and this new drug crank uh, or trank Trank, I believe it is, where the Trank's the drug where they show you the people that they they stand up, but their bodies kind of collapse in one spot. And they just kind of stand there like like zombies in uh, you know uh, uh, whatever in Walking Dead. That's that's what causes that. And and they you know obviously they OD, they die, they pack them in this van, they send them to the morgue, they throw them in a pauper's grave somewhere. Almost five hundred. They're going to reach five hundred overdose deaths in one city this year, any minute now, one city. Last year, there were 111,000 overdose deaths, 76,000 attributed strictly to fentanyl. Fentanyl, which is produced in China, comes over the southern border. So the guy who is soft on China, the guy who is who has opened the southern border and welcomed the world to come in, the guy who has uh, welcomed 7 million illegal aliens since he took office two and a half years ago, Tweets out, throw the tweet up there if you could on from Joe Biden saying uh, that what they, they want to acknowledge uh, uh, overdose awareness day. Um, that guy who could do something about it today, like right now, tweets this out yesterday. Today on overdose awareness day, I grieve with every person has lost a child, sibling, parent or friend to an overdose. Let's find hope in the 20 million brave Americans recovering from, from substance use disorder. 
who show us what's possible when people receive the care and support they need. My administration will continue to ensure that our nation has the resources we need to address the overdose epidemic. Now, this arrogant old fool has tweeted many ridiculous things, said, obviously, we're here for it every day, said a lot of really stupid things. He's lied like he breathes. He lies like he breathes. This could have been the most arrogant damn thing I've ever seen him tweet. We will do everything we can. They have literally welded open the the wall that was built in Arizona, welded it open so you can't close it. They have welcomed the world. They have sued Texas when Texas tries to stop. Uh, they put those obstacles in the, in the Rio Grande. They've stu- sued to stop them from stopping illegal immigration. They, they want it to be the level it's at now. They want it to be out of control. They want to overwhelm the cities because they think these people all who are these uh, military age men who are coming across the border, overwhelming our resources, the emergency rooms, the schools, the hospitals, whatever, the hotels, they want more of them because they think someday they'll vote Democrat. That's how cynical, that's how sinister this whole plan is. And this arrogant old man has the, has the gall to say they're going to do everything they can. Name one freaking thing you've done. One thing. Imagine being a parent of a kid who died because he thought he was taking a Percocet. He's dead. And because this guy let all the fentanyl come over the border, flooding, flooding this country. And you have to hear him say, oh, happy overdose awareness day, everyone. We're doing everything. We're doing everything in our power to stop Drug, what the hell? You have done more than all the drug cartels combined to facilitate this, to exacerbate this, to make this worse, to, to make sure that, that 18 people can die in one day in one city, that 500 people can die in San Francisco in the first eight months, that over, we're going to reach record levels again, 111,000 last year. We're going to top that this year. This is a scourge, and it's by design. He could do something about it today. He could stop the flow over the southern border today. He chooses not to. Or should I say the people, the, the puppeteers who are controlling him, they choose not to. And what's their answer when they're asked about it? Very simple strategy. I say this all the time. I remember vaguely, you know, Jimmy Carter was a disastrous president, but he wasn't an evil man the way Biden is. I don't remember Carter just telling you, Black is white, up is down. That's the strategy of the Biden White House. At black is white, up is down. The, the open border is closed. Just lie, 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 lie. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday. Yesterday. I believe it was Peter Ducey. Who else? Although, although there are other people in the media asking about this because they're so brazen. They just look you in the eye and lie. Say, oh, no, we're, we're securing the border. And people go, What? What are you talking about? We see video every day. We see the numbers. We see the hotels in New York and the crowds in <clears throat> Chicago and LA. And there's a state of emergency in Massachusetts for because they have 6,000 illegal aliens. Massachusetts, a state of 6 million, has declared a state of emergency because of 6,000 illegal aliens. That's like one week in a small border town in Texas. It is overwhelmed an entire state. And the governor doesn't know what to do with it. They're begging Biden to do something. Kathy Hochul, I believe, went to D.C. to demand they do something or beg them to do something. They don't. They don't want this to stop. Unfortunately for the country, 
this is going to continue for the next year and a half. Just imagine being somewhere in whatever Venezuela or being in uh, you know Honduras or being in China. If you want to come to America, you're welcome. You're a, the border is open. Come on in. We'll get you a hotel room. We'll get you three squares a day. We'll get you uh, a path to citizenship, which is what she said yesterday. She also said this, which is, I understand her job is to lie. But this is so brazen. It's almost like, does she have any self-awareness? Can you really say this and expect anybody to believe it? I mean, they even your even the lickspittles in the mainstream media, the lapdogs at NBC and CNN, New York Times, even they are looking at her kind of cross-eyed saying, did she really just say that? Let's listen. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. June- <laughs> he has done more to secure the border than anybody else? Mm-hmm. What? I mean, Trump didn't finish the job, but they, I mean, I, even I know the things he did, the remain in Mexico policy, which was huge. He built some of the wall, not all of it. And now Joe Biden is opening the wall up and welding it open. And he wants you to think, she wants you to think he's done more to secure. She just said that done more to secure the border. It's just a flat out lie. That's the strategy. We're going to do this. We're going to overwhelm the country. We're going to just overwhelm the cities. And again, credit to governor Abbott. If he, if he was, if he didn't make the move and, and DeSantis too, and Ducey and, and Arizona to some extent, if they didn't put these people on buses and send them to blue cities and blue States, they would all be just going along, you know, Eric Adams and Hochul and Mara Healy would say, oh yeah, Joe Biden's wonderful. He's secured the border. This was such a great move politically. You know, you got a, you, you got a sanctuary city. Let's see, you know, let's put your, let's see, let's put it to the test. You know, you want to, you want to tell everyone that everyone's welcome here and hate has no home here. Bring it on. We saw the hypocrites on Martha's Vineyard kick those, those brown people out in 36 hours. Well, you can't do that in New York. They have a they have a rule. People are entitled to food and shelter. So by law, by law, they have to take care of them. And you know, if they don't, they're flat out hypocrites. A brilliant move by Abbott, waking out the whole country up. Now they're going crazy in Chicago, in L.A., in New York, saying enough. We can't take it anymore. This is day to day life in Texas, in Arizona, and along the southern border. They, they get a little taste of it and they start screaming, well, we didn't really mean all that sanctuary city stuff, but hey, 81 million people voted for this. Democrats, that's what they wanted. I'm happy for them. As I say, every time I see these people screaming that they can't take it anymore, that they their kids' soccer field is now a big shelter for, uh, for illegal aliens who, by the way, don't want to leave the hotel and go to the shelter, and I don't blame them. They're staying in four-star hotels. Why would you want to leave? And uh, all the residents are screaming, but I look up the numbers every time. These places, Massachusetts, New York, Chicago, L.A., voted overwhelmingly, wasn't close, overwhelmingly for this, and I think we should be all be happy for them. They got what they voted for. This is what, this is what they wanted. This is what they got. Good for them. All right, we got to move. Let's get to uh, let's get our daily update on the ravages of climate change, which, as we know, caused the Maui wildfires. That's what we were told by the governor, by the president, by all every Democrat on the ground. It was uh, climate change. I mean, I guess we would say the people who who didn't clear the the brush, sound the alarms, send out a text messages or approve 
water for the firefighters. They had a small role in it, but we know the real fault is, is you. If you drive an SUV or use a gas stove, you caused the worst wildfire in American history. By the way, I mean, I think I pay, play, pay pretty close attention to the news. Have we seen an updated death toll? It's been more than three weeks. We know kids are missing. Are they still saying that kids are missing 115 dead? The death toll is going to be in the end, you know, seven, 800. What are they waiting for? Is this, I mean, who are they protecting? Are they just waiting for people to get numb and bored and move on from Maui before they tell us how many kids died because of these, these negligent bureaucrats on the ground, these, these, these liberal climate change weirdos like the, the, the water guy. Uh, what was it? Kaleo something. Manual. Kaleo Manual. Don't forget his name, by the way. He belongs in prison. I'm sure he has, hasn't even been fired yet, but eventually someday he's going to prison. He, he, led, he caused the death of many, many people, many, many kids. And for some reason, we haven't been updated on it. We haven't heard a word about it, have we? Have you heard anything, Ironhead, about the death toll going up from 115, even though there are seven to 800 people missing? How can you be missing? I have not. I mean, I'll, the check, fire's the, out. I'll check the latest number right now. Let's see. The fire's out, right? So you can go to house to house. And you can count the, the charred bodies or go to car to car. I mean, I'm pretty sure loved ones have reported their loved ones missing. So what are they waiting for? This is, again, everything's a cover-up these days. It doesn't seem that way. Everything yeah, is a cover-up. It's, it's still at 115. It's just like when China was like, there's been zero COVID deaths. Right, that's true. It's like, or... It's like the flu. There's been zero cases of the flu the last two years. How is that possible? Anyway, uh, two things happened. Obviously, you know the the, the Maui the Maui wife Maui wildfire caused by man by negligence, uh, and then the climate, the uh, hurricane Idalia in Florida. And obviously, if you're working at the New Republic or MSNBC. You have people covering the hurricane, but then you have more people, probably dozens of them in their boardrooms and the editorial rooms saying, how can we blame DeSantis? They doubled down on this when DeSantis appeared to do a really good job. This is what he's really good at. He's a good executive. He's a great governor. And he was everywhere holding press conferences, you know, sending people out, uh, getting the power back on. Even Democrats, liberals had to agree he did a damn good job, even though Donald Trump spent his whole day in New Jersey tweeting about what a terrible governor he is and how how high the electric uh, the power of, uh, the electric costs are in Florida and blaming him, which he has nothing to do with. That was not a good look for uh, Donald Trump sitting in New Jersey tweeting all day about what a bad governor he is as as DeSantis is busy dealing with this this horrific hurricane. And by the way, a huge tree fell at the governor's mansion. He did a couple of TV shows standing in front of it. That was a pretty good backdrop for the moment. But DeSantis did a great job. He's, he always does in these situations. Trump hated that. He hated seeing him get credit. But anyway, at least Trump didn't blame him on climate change. These absolute fools, these these ghouls too. I mean, they're using this tra- tragedy where houses were destroyed and people's lives, people died. So they say, how can we get DeSantis on this? Check this out. New Republic is a, a left-wing rag. I'm not sure who 
subscribes or who reads it anymore. But anyway, uh, let me check the headline on this. It's got to be, uh, here's the headline. DeSantis rejected 350 million in climate funding before Hurricane Adelia. Okay, let's uh, read on. Ron DeSantis rejected 350 million in federal funds meant to help tackle climate change just months before Hurricane Adelia flooded his state. He used a line item veto in June to reject a $5 million federal grant to set up a rebate program for Floridians who retrofit their homes with energy-efficient appliances. This, in turn, meant Florida couldn't access $341 million in the Inflation Reduction Act funds. Uh, uh, the governor also rejected an additional $3 million in IRA funds to help fight pollution, as well as the Solar for All program that helps low-income people get solar panels. Again, God bless Ron DeSantis. This is, I mean, he didn't play along. He didn't play along. Didn't want to go along with Biden's ridiculous climate change nonsense. Retro, take the money so people could retrofit their homes. To, <laughs> uh, DeSantis' decision to reject the funds came just before the start of hurricane season, which took a devastating turn Wednesday when Hurricane Adelia made landfall, or as Joe Biden called it yesterday, made landfill in Florida. <laughs> Did you hear that one? Oh, the storm made landfill. <laughs> the storm. Stormers already knocked out power to nearly 500,000 people, most of whom have it back. They don't mention that. Uh, and it goes on talking about how bad the hurricane is. The storm grew quickly with wind speeds nearly doubling the 130 mile per hour to 130 miles per hour from 75 in 24 hours. Uh, next paragraph. The intensifying storm can be directly attributed to climate change. Hurricanes strengthen over warm water, warm Warmer air holds a more moisture that can add to storms. Okay, we went over this yesterday and the day before. That that is a lie. That is not true. That there's no science to that. There have been hurricanes before. Hurricanes. There was a stronger hurricane a hundred years ago. There was a whole bunch of hurricanes late 1800s that were as strong as this. Uh, one of which killed 6,500 people. So st- hurricanes were more deadly, more dangerous 100 years ago. But it doesn't stop these people. They hate DeSantis. They love this whole climate change nonsense. And they're going to jam it in there. They are going to shoehorn it into this story no matter what. And once, you know, the new Republican and other left-wing rags blamed DeSantis because he didn't want to retro. So by their logic, I guess, let me just try to play this out. If he retro, if he took the money and they retrofitted all the buildings, Hurricane Adelia would have, would have gone away? Would have just floated away out to sea? <laughs> yeah, if he just took the money and, gave, and, get, and all the poor people got solar panels, there would be no hurricane. Why can't he see that? Why can't he make the connection? Just make sure people get retrofitted, people get solar panels, and all the wind and all the rain, all this stuff, that just, Adelia would just go away. What is, why is Ron DeSantis so stubborn? He, this didn't have to happen. If he just took the money two months ago, this wouldn't have happened. Right, let's get to the dumbest s- smart person. I don't know why people think he's smart. He's a moron. But this is, uh, Chris Hayes playing along. They love this theme, by the way. They just love to pretend DeSantis and others, you know, other smart uh, Republicans are 
somehow troglodytes, they're Neanderthals. Don't they understand? This is all climate change. I wonder if Chris Hayes has ever even mentioned Kaleo Manuel, that lunatic who worships water, reveres water, and didn't want to give the firefighters any water to save children in Hawaii. I wonder if he mentions the fact that they didn't send off the sirens, that they didn't send out a text, that they didn't clear the brush. I wonder if he mentions that. I wonder if he mentions that 100 years ago, the storms that were as strong as Idalia hit the same place in Florida. Does he mention that? No, because it doesn't help advance this insane climate change agenda. Let's listen to the... uh, the racial matter wannabe on the uh, on the on, on DeSantis denying climate change. Go ahead. You would think that the people who represent that uniquely precarious slice of land jutting out into the ocean in the path of increasingly severe storms would be fervently trying to mitigate the risk, reduce the enormous amounts of energy we are pumping into the atmosphere. But the reality is literally the opposite. Florida's Republican leaders are actually trying to make it worse actively. Governor Ron DeSantis is refusing to accept $350 million in energy efficiency incentives that Florida is eligible for under the Inflation Reduction Act. He's just saying, burn it, no thanks, to hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is not like for some weird experimental, like liberal cause. It would just help people retrofit their homes with energy efficient appliances, (laughs) which is a very simple, straightforward way to help tackle carbon emissions and climate change. The rejection is just insane nihilism. On one level, it's hard to even believe it that he's doing this. But of course, you know, Ron DeSantis also turned against the code vaccines, which is an equally obvious benefit for his constituents. My God, it is so rare in life and in policy that you just are handed something so simple that provides so much benefit, like the vaccines. And Ron DeSantis just turned on it for political expedience. I mean, his position on climate change is essentially vaccine denialism at civilizational scale. <laughs> to Ron DeSantis, this existential threat to the peninsula he represents is just another political debate. What I found hey. is people... When- uh, is that real? Is this guy real? I, I got to start watching. I don't know what time he's on, but is this is this like a Stephen Colbert back when he used to be funny? Is he playing... Is this like a parody? He's almost like a parody of Rachel Maddow. He's got the same mannerisms. And he says, it's not some crazy liberal idea. It's just so people can get their homes retrofitted in solar panels. And he connects that to a hurricane that happened a week ago. The money was, he turned down in June. So if he took the money and retrofitted, build 350 million, something would have been different last week, Chris? Help me out. Something would have changed in the wind speed, the wind power, the wind, the rain, some the lightning. What would have been different if they retrofitted some buildings and got some people solar panels? These people are insane. And I mean, I guess some people are buying it, you know, They and they've stigmatized their, their opponents, say, oh, you're a denier, deny the science. Like, what? What science? What science is he talking about? You know, I know they hate DeSantis. They want to stop him. But uh, that is really off the rails. He is real. And maybe I should watch just for a laugh, but uh, it's too bad. Too bad DeSantis didn't take the money. Then we wouldn't have had this nasty hurricane. <laughs> All right. We got more to get to on this Friday. We're getting our uh, questions and comments there. I had, Dick, I want to get to in. this uh, proud boy thing because uh, we are living 
in a friggin' banana republic, as we know, we see every day it was it's Trump lawyers get rounded up, arrested for being lawyers and Trump's facing 91 felony counts and, and uh, people who uh, protested outside an abortion clinic that performs abortions in the third trimester were convicted. They're going to be sentenced. <laughs> they're, they're probably, uh, the DA is looking at 10 years for people that were trying to save children from uh, partial birth abortion. But this, this, this is how it works. If you're a proud boy, you get, you know, you, you spend, they want you to spend the rest of your life in prison. No one really tells me, you know, what a proud boy is. It's just, it's become this, this term, this scary term, this ominous term. Oh, he's a proud boy, far right extremist. The only thing I knew about proud boys before January 6th was they protected Ann Coulter when she would go on a speaking engagement, speaking appearance that all the nuts would come out and protest. The proud boys would come show up and serve as bodyguards. But, uh, a bunch of them obviously going to prison because they showed up at January. It doesn't matter if they hurt anybody or broke anything. They're proud boys. So they were trying to overthrow the government. You know, it, well, again, the biggest unarmed armed, uh, armed insurrection ever. They were, you know, about to throw over the government with the, uh, with Jacob Chansley as their leader. He was going to be installed as dictator for life. It was all coming together and just fell apart at the last minute. But, this is from the New York Post. A former organizer of the far right Proud Boys extremist group was sentenced to Thursday, sentenced Thursday to 17 years in prison for spearheading the attack on the Capitol to prevent the peaceful transfer of power from Trump to Biden. How was that going to happen? They were unarmed. They're idiots. Anyway, the sentence for Joseph Biggs is the second longest among the hundreds of Capitol riot cases so far. Uh, federal prosecutors recommended 33 years in prison for Biggs, who helped lead dozens of Proud Boys and associates in marching in the Capitol. Biggs and other Proud Boys joined the mob that broke through the police lines and forced lawmakers to flee, disrupting the joint session of Congress. Uh, he said in court, I know I messed up, but I'm not a terrorist. Oh, oh, no, sir, you are a terrorist, according to the prosecution. Uh, he, This was a terrorist act. He took a, a barrier like the, those metal barriers and pushed it at the police. And they called that a terrorist act. Um, I'm going to get to this. They, they, they literally said it was, let me see if I can find it. Literally said it was no different than uh, I, I got it here. There's a few stories on this that are just wild. I mean, he didn't, you know, punch any police officers, club them over the head. No, no guns, no knives. He's going to do 17 years. And this other guy, Enrico Tarrio, the leader who wasn't even at the Capitol, is going to be sentenced Tuesday. He's going to get more than that. He wasn't even there. And he's going to get more than that. And he's a black guy. Uh, but uh, let me find the quote from the... Uh, uh, this is from uh, Reason Magazine. Um, Biggs and Terrio were first convicted... Uh, when they were first convicted, the term insurrection implies a level of planning and organization that does not fit the chaotic reality. Of course it doesn't. The idea that there was some plan to overthrow the government is so silly. Uh, but they said, uh, if I can find the press, the DA said this was no different than setting a, a bomb. Biggs and other participants committed crimes, vandalism, they should be held accountable, but prosecutors who accused them of staging something along the lines of 9-11 have gotten over their skis. Many Americans 
have deep embarrassment over the spectacle of January 6th, and rightfully so, but they don't consider the riot to be anywhere near a, a blown-up building. The government came ec- down extra hard on Biggs because he's a leader of the Proud Boys and because he has military training. They used that against him, by the way. He served eight years in the Army. He was in Iraq, and they said he should have known better, and he was well-trained. But he was in a unique position to provoke violence and destruction, they said, as he led the crowd to the barricades and tore down part of the fencing. Um, The judge, uh, the, the prosecutor who wanted 33 years, said what Biggs did was, quote, no different than an act of spectacular bombing of a building. The judge quibbled slightly with this argument, accusing the prosecutors of overstating the case, but ultimately agreed in principle that, quote, while blowing up a building in some city somewhere is a very bad act, the constitutional moment we were in that day is something that is so sensitive that it deserves a significant sentence. So the prosecutor compared it to blowing up a building, compared it to 9-11, and the judge sort of agreed, said, you know, that's a little overstated. We're not going to give him 33 years. We're going to give him 17 years. And I don't know if a Republican president will pardon them. I don't know. But I would say that's a little harsh. Quick uh, reminder, um, a quick uh, look back, as we've talked about, the guy who burned the police station to the ground in Minneapolis, forcing the cops to run for their lives, got four years. Four. The two lawyers in New York, the radical Antifa lawyers who firebombed a New York uh, NYPD cruiser in hopes and attempt to kill cops, got one year. In fact, they were going to get a higher sentence. The Biden administration weighed in on their behalf. They're doing one year. In fact, I think they're out for firebombing a police car. There, as we saw, the BLM riots over the country were out of control. Fires, arson, bombing, killings. Uh, no one does 17 years. Nobody. It's just the, the, the ultimate double standard. But that's the way it is. And uh, they sent a message. You want to, you know, protest uh, against us, against the establishment, you are going to go to prison for a good long time. All right, let me do Shay, and then we'll, we'll give you the uh, the response from Riley Gaines. We told you about Keith Oldman. Um Keith, crazy Keith, uh, went after um, Riley Gaines in a really well thought out way. He said, you suck at swimming. Well, I knew Riley would come back with a good one because she doesn't suck at swimming. She's one of the best swimmers in the country, in the world. Even by old men's standards, that was a pretty stupid uh, shot at her. But uh, she came, she bounced back. She responds nicely. We'll get to that. Uh, excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, 
Shea will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. Uh, it's almost, you know, too easy picking on Keith Oldman. Everybody picks on Keith Oldman. He's such an idiot. He's so nuts. He's just so insane, which is kind of entertaining. And he's very articulate. Uh, you got that? <laughs> you got that promo for his show? Why can't we do something like this, Ironhead? This is Keith Oldman. I don't even get it, to be honest with you. What is this we're looking at? It's like a movie poster for Oppenheim, Oppenheimer, but it's him talking. It's is it Oppenheimer's body and face, or is it Oldman's face? I can't even tell. Once the voice starts, it's Oldman's face. Oh, so the, the it's Oppenheimer's face now, but then Keith Oldman's face comes in and he starts talking about his podcast and what it, this is a promo for his podcast. And of course, it's all about how you know Trump sucks and everyone around Trump sucks. But let's listen to a little bit before we get to Riley. On the Thursday Countdown podcast, Trump tells a deposition that he saved the world from nuclear holocaust and saved millions of lives because he was the only one to ever think of dealing with North Korea. You're welcome, losers. <laughs> He didn't save Peter Navarro, who goes to trial, but only after failing to grab a paper Trump lost sign that had been held about an inch over his head. He didn't save Rudy Giuliani, who goes to trial for slandering Shane Moss and Ruby Freeman. And then hours later, it is uh, Oppenheimer's. It says Trumpenheimer. That's the poster. It's Oppenheimer movie poster, Trumpenheimer and Keith Oldman's mouth and face. And it's not very well. No, it's not very well done. Little rough, little rough. Does, does he do that himself? I think so. He must. What, what kind of team does he have? I don't know, but uh, you couldn't do that. Could you? Could uh, you put my face on Oppenheimer's body? I probably could. It would take a while, but I could do it. Oh, let's take a while. Why don't you say so? Forget it. I don't want. I don't want you know put any time in. That uh, can't have that. But here's like days. after he said, "You suck at swimming." I, I love this. What Riley Gaines does, she takes him for a tour of her trophy room. I knew she had this because swimming. I mean, these people, these world class swimmers, they got a million trophies. She's the record holder in the SEC for the two hundred butterflies. She has won a million meets, matches, whatever you call them, and won a million awards. This is just a few. She shows Keith Oldman. Let's watch. All right, Keith, as I was getting my All-SEC first team honors down to show you, I dropped it and I broke it, which would be really unfortunate if I didn't have more of those. But lucky for me, I do. So let's go through it. SEC title, uh, second in the country. This is my SEC Community Service Leader of the Year Award, which actually got me a lot of money. Oh, another SEC title, uh, an NCAA trophy. Oh, look, SEC Scholar Athlete of the Year. Believe it or not, I'm pretty smart. Another SEC title, another NCAA trophy. Oh, that's when we won an SEC championship as a team. Some more SEC honors. Oh, look, another one. <laughs> that's when I broke the 200 butterfly record, uh, the SEC record, which I still hold, making me one of the fastest Americans of all time. And so, Keith, I would be really sad if I broke this trying to prove a point to an old man who can't even seem to keep a job, but I've got more of these, so I'm not. Thanks, Keith. (laughs) That's pretty good. That is pretty good. She's good. She's feisty. She's got some fight in her. 
good competitor. But all right, let's get to. Uh, we got any comments and questions, Ironhead? Yeah, store start. them up for me. I start them. Do I just click on the stored thing and there they are? Yep. What else you got? What are you showing me? Uh, oh, Keith is, Oldman. Yeah, his he says second team all conference. Hap, uh, happily for nasty, stupid, unsuccessful transphobe Riley Gaines. She has no reputation to ruin. Anywho, don't forget it's to listen how, to the countdown. Look how insane that is. I mean, obviously he's insane, but anybody who's on his side, you're fighting this woman who's like five eight, normal looking, fit woman, swimming against a six foot four inch man, tying him, and you're attacking her. And somehow, I, I, I don't even understand when the question is fairness. If you just want to talk fairness, what do they got? What do you got, Keith? If you want sports to be fair, what do you got? I mean, as uh, as Clay Travis said, we just saw the World Series, a uh, Little League World Series. Would Keith Oldman think it'd be okay if, like, a 16-year-old played against 12-year-olds? He was I mean, all. He, he was all. Yeah, he was. He was all for Danny Almonte back in the day. Right, Danny Almonte. Yeah, was that okay? Maybe identified as a 12-year-old. Is that okay? I mean, it's just you have nothing. If you're on the side of Leah Thomas, you have nothing except his feelings. That's all you can that's all you got. It makes him feel good. It affirms him. It doesn't there's no argument for it being good for the sport. All right. Enough of that. Done enough of that. All right. Uh what do we get? Uh, let me see. Linda Linda says, did you get any feedback from Newsmax with your great back and forth with Wes Clark? Hope they let you go at it again. It's a good question, Linda. I didn't get any feedback. I never get any feedback from them. Did you hear anything, Ironhead? I heard nothing. Actually, I got a call. I got a phone call from one of the hosts, Big Stars, and uh, we haven't connected. I called him back. He didn't answer. It was just yesterday, but... Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's going to tell me they didn't like it. I, far, far as I know, they didn't like it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good TV, but uh, that's the way I look at it. Do you think, uh, do you think they're going to have us back? We'll find out. Usually we, we do Tuesday at uh, 1145. Uh, and generally we disagree on things, but that was the first time we really went at it. And I thought it was good. Wes is, uh, he's feisty. He's spunky and uh, he's a climate change nut. So it was good. Jerry, do you think the Patriots made a mistake getting rid of Zappy? I don't know. They didn't get rid of him. Isn't he still in the practice squad? Yeah, he just got re-signed to the practice squad. Yeah, so they still got him. That uh, that uh, isn't over. I mean, who knows? I knew I knew Mac Jones was better last year when we talked about it. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on the Karen Reed case the Turtle Boys fighting for? It's great, great work by the best reporter in New England, one of the best in the country. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Turtle Boy is on to something. I'm pretty sure he is solving a murder and exposing a bunch of liars and crooks and corruption. It's it's complicated, but follow Turtle Boy. Uh, we'll we'll have him on one of these days once he cracks the thing completely and they and they drop the charges. We'll have him on because it is great work. I mean, he does more journalism before breakfast than the entire Globe Boston Globe staff does in a month. He just, or in a year, he's just the best at it. He's crazy and nuts, and he's uh, he's not afraid of the blowback, which is the key. Um, my son and daughter-in-law have decided to homeschool their sons. Uh, they're tired of the schools teaching gender and social ideology. What was your views on homeschooling? It's great. Unfortunately, I do think a good alternative is Catholic school, even if you're not Catholic. They don't do those things. It's simple. There's no pride flags. 
flying or BLM flags flying in Catholic schools or some private schools, if you can afford a Catholic school is not that expensive. I mean, I don't know how time consuming or how much it costs you to homeschool, but most homeschooled people, homeschooled people I've met seem pretty well adjusted in my opinion, but uh, unless they're in social settings. Uh, really? Do you know any homeschooled kids? Are they dysfunctional? No, they just they just kind of awkward <laughs> at first. Yeah, they're awkward, but yeah. they're not going to get indoctrinated. You know, no. they're not going to come home and say, "Ma, I think right. I'm a girl." Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got no choice. They're 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 in California right now. The state of California is suing a school district with passed a rule that said if a kid is transitioning, you have to tell the parents. The state, the attorney general, the governor is suing the school district to make sure they keep it a secret, keep it under your hat. That is insane. And that guy, he's going to run for president. The guy, the guy who's running the state where we showed all those fentanyl zombies stumbling around where there's been 500 overdoses in one city. The guy who used to be mayor of that city who's now governor of that state. He's going to be running for president real soon. I predict. Uh, nice to hear Chris days acknowledge liberal programs are weird and experimental. True. You could tell in that report, he was just doing that to attack Santos, he didn't have anything. It was just a way to go at Santos, who they still view as a threat. All right, there he is, the creepy old man who, uh, you want to play the uh, the Buttigieg cut, which you love, Ironhead was <laughs> giggling himself, wetting himself, laughing so hard this morning when we hooked up because uh, of this cut we missed from uh, Biden. It's just, it's just another day in the life. By the way, Biden is cutting short his weekend on the beach where he hasn't been to the beach in like five days. He's going to go to Florida and tour the damage. And that's going to be another way for uh, to elevate DeSantis. Trump's not going to take, well, he's going to be ranting and raving on truth social all weekend about this, but this is what this is Biden introducing Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg interview, uh, introducing Biden. I know this is juvenile, but when there's a gay secretary of transportation that gets called this, it's funny. Let's hear it. And now it is my great honor to introduce the president of the United States, President Joe Biden. Thank you, Secretary Buttigieg. <laughs> what, what does he say? Secretary Buttigieg. Buttigieg? That's what he said, Buttigieg? Maybe someone wrote that on the teleprompter. It was one of those. Thank you, Secretary Buttigieg. 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 All right. Well, thanks to. Thanks to everyone for commenting and questions and all that. Are we, Good to see. Are we you. back uh, Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday. You know, I, you know, you, you need at least three days to make a nice video like the one Oldman did for me. Yeah. Where I can, uh, I don't like, we can use it as a promo. You said it'll take time. I'm going to give it time. I'm going to give it three days. Three right. days off to work on that. <laughs> and that would all defeat right. the off purpose, wouldn't it? All right. Well, uh, yeah, you know, you're, uh, you, you're all rejuvenated. You had your big beach vacation. Yep. You're, uh, you're back. You're all, uh, sunburned and ready to go. Um, but, uh, have a good weekend, too. Ironhead and everyone have a good Labor Day weekend. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan show. We'll do it again. Tuesday morning. God save the queen, man. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me.
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.